today's guest is Shemaine Bushnell Kiriakidis. It's a bit of a mouthful, a bit of um, Anglo-American, Filipino, Cypriot name there. Um, welcome to the podcast, Shemaine. Thank you, Pastor. I'm so glad to see you in front Thank of me. You. You're such a good friend, but also somebody who I um, really admire. Some of the um, work you do in Cyprus, the person you are. Oh. And I'm excited to have people listen to you today. Um, I want to start with where were you born and where did you grow up? Born in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, that I did not know. Yeah, born oh. in Phoenix, Arizona. The world's hottest place. One of the world's <laughs> hottest places, yes. Um, grew, uh, I stayed there for a couple of years and then my mom divorced and went back. I, I ended up going back to the Philippines to live with my grandparents there. And I lived there for about 15 years then moved back to L.A. and uh, grew up the rest of my life there before I moved to Cyprus. So you in the Philippines, you're in Manila? No, Cebu. Cebu. Okay, mm -hmm. nice. That's a tourist island, no? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Have you been back since? Oh, lots of times. <laughs> You'll have to take us sometime. Definitely. And then, then you went to LA. Yeah. Okay, so LA, California. Whereabouts in LA were you? Uh, grew up in Beverly Hills, went uh -huh. to Beverly Hills High School. Oh. And uh, it was a very mixy place and mm -hmm. then ended up going to UCLA after that. Okay. And... Uh, and just ended up uh, meeting my husband there in that area and then ended up coming to... I mean, it's, it, it totally makes sense going from Phoenix to Cebu yeah, to LA and then to Cyprus. So tell us, who is your husband? Well, how did you end up getting married to a Cypriot in, um, in the well, Cyprus? My husband was uh, taking pilot classes in the Philip. Oh, sorry, in, <laughs> in LA. Mm -hmm. I met him there um, and uh, we ended up... Uh, well, we met, I met him there in 1991. Or nineteen, yeah, nineteen ninety one, and uh, we we ended up moving to Cyprus uh, much later in two thousand six, uh, but uh, before that we got married in nineteen ninety five, and we didn't really move to Cyprus right away. I I, I wasn't. You got sure married in nineteen ninety five in Cyprus or in LA? In Cyprus. Okay, so did, how many thousands of people did you have at your wedding? Oh yeah, just very few, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had to. Not a lot. Not a lot. Are you still writing the list? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm still writing the thank you cards. Okay, but you you moved here permanently in 2006. Yes. So that's the same year I came to Cyprus. I'm sorry. That's the same year I moved to Cyprus. Oh really? So yeah. What oh month, great. What month did you come? I think I came maybe around September. Okay, I think yeah. it was July. So that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a veteran compared to you then. Oh <laughs> yeah, just, just the, the last few months. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Well, look, coming from uh, Los Angeles mm -hmm. to Cyprus must have been a small shock. Yeah, it was a big shock, actually. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I actually, I used to work in news there. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm jumping around a little oh, bit. Oh, of course. Um, just to, you know, kind of get the... What news station were you I used to work from? for Fox News. Okay, so we know your politics right away, right? Right, don't hold that against <laughs> me. I think I was the only uh, Democrat in the in the institution and they used to ask me actually why how who hired you how how did you even get a job here <laughs> were but you was, the token hire i'm sorry were you the token hire probably no. i think they had to show you know <laughs> but no i got it right out of high school uh, right out of university i started working there as a pa and i just worked my way up and it was a lot of fun it was one of the best jobs i ever had news is really good mm -hmm. um especially when you're at the start of it so um when i was i was working there for quite a bit um I met my, what was the question? <laughs> I lost track, I'm sorry. So, no, this is great, this is great. I'm just, I'm just watching you take off there, I love it. Yes. No, um, okay, so you, 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 you moved to Cyprus. My question initially was oh, yeah. the culture shock. I, I get it, yeah. yeah. And I remember while I was working in Cyprus, actually, I, already, I, I had already met my husband, and we, there was a story at some point about hostages in Serbia or something, and we had to get a hold of somebody in Cyprus to talk to them, to interview them, and I think it was... Mr. Kiprianu at that time, but he wasn't, uh, mm -hmm. or was it him? Anyway, long story short, nobody knew, not in the States. It's sad, actually, because not a lot of people in the States know where Cyprus is, yeah. at least that time. Of course, I knew. I think they still don't. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. yeah, maybe not. It's, it's such in a Florida, small, though, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a small island that nobody really knew a lot about it, you know, at that time. Anyway, and I used to go to Europe all the time for holidays, and it was my, always my dream to end up moving to Europe in the end. I just didn't know I would end up in Cyprus. Okay. Where did you move to first in Cyprus? Nicosia? Nicosia. And it was funny because I landed on the British Airways flight that arrived at four in the morning. I still remember landing and I could see yellow lights on the road. And I was wondering, where are all the lights? I don't see a city. 
<laughs> and uh, and my husband was waiting for me. And as I as we landed, uh, when I met him at the gate, he was like, "Okay, you know, yeah, I'll take you home." I said, "No, no, no, let's go now and go, let's go to supermarket. Let's get get a lot of food and have like a bed picnic or something like that." He's like, "Where do you think you are, LA? There's nothing open." <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up going to Eleftheria Square that time and oh. having a Lunza Halloumi sandwich. Oh, gee, that was the, my first introduction into. La Di Eleftheria at the time would have been a very charming place. Very <laughs> nice. So you. <laughs> In the taxi drivers and a few uh, yes exactly yeah, a few late nighters yes yes <laughs> street walkers maybe well that was a good way to start, start you. so now you you have children yes I have a daughter how old is she now she's thirteen okay so she came after you came to Cyprus then. way so she was after. born in Cyprus okay. yes she's Cypriot through yeah. and through through oh is it a good thing I know she's just very <laughs> she she tells me all the time mommy talk to American. I mean, oh, I'm just like, okay, we'll see. What you should do is you should drop her in the middle of LA one day and just so. say, fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go. Do what you need to do. Well, look, speaking of LA, let's jump back to LA because I was in LA just mm. uh, two months ago. Fascinating place. Um, what was it like growing up there? Because, well, not growing up there, you were over 15. How old were you when you moved there? You when I moved there, I was like, I was 15, but I had already Okay, visited. the prime of your teenage years. Yes. Yeah, so straight into high school. Oh, yeah. With all that high school comes with. Oh, yeah. Um, were you in a Filipino community area? Or, oh, no, sorry, you said Beverly Hills. Was Beverly Hills, yeah. So what kind of demographic do you normally find in Beverly Hills? It's a very wealthy area, no? It's a, yeah, it's a wealthy area. It's it's a very, it's a very small, tight-knit community, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knew everybody. Even the police would know every single student around. Mm-hmm. We had our own police department. But it was really nice growing up there. Um, the demographic, a lot of uh, Jewish Americans, mm-hmm. Israeli Americans, Arabs, uh, Lebanese. It was okay. really a mix. The high school was really, really nice. Really it was really great growing up there. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of friends internationally, and I still keep in touch with a lot of them. Um, and it was just, it was just a, a fun time. Was how has Los Angeles changed since you lived there compared to visiting now? Because my impression of LA before I went and now having gone are two different things. I expected LA to be super vibrant and loud and people everywhere. Um, however, I got there and it felt very calm. It felt very quiet. Um, really? There, it, there were no people on the streets. It was the, the streets were packed with cars. The gridlock mm-hmm. is insane. Oh yeah. But it seemed that the only people you saw were in cars. Like, I didn't see pedestrians. I mean, I went to Santa Monica. I went to Santa Monica Pier. And apart from me and the shopkeepers, there was no one else. And this is in September. Right at the beginning of September, the weather was perfect. Mm -hmm. The beach was empty. Mm -hmm. Um, The water was chilly, by the Mm, way. Always. Always. (laughs) I did not expect that. I expected it to be warmer. Um, But I thought, okay, maybe it's just, you know, the city life. Everyone's at work. Everyone's at home. But then on the weekend, even in Hollywood, um, on the Hollywood Boulevard... Very few tourists. And mm-hmm. I was told that this is not normal, that mm-hmm. it's a post-pandemic phenomenon, that everyone's basically gone into uh, stay in place and shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's remained. Like everyone basically lives in their cars, mm-hmm. lives in their home or their offices, mm-hmm. works from home. Mm-hmm. And okay, to be fair, I didn't go to any malls. So mm-hmm. I didn't see that that's where people are hanging out. But certainly the high streets were empty. A lot of boarded up shops, which surprised me. Oh. Well, you know what's going on now, especially in the States. It's like a phenomenon, a very strange phenomenon. And I think it's spilling over into England as well, because I've heard about it. Um, well, yeah, shelter in place, mm-hmm. most likely. I think ever since the the pandemic, I think everybody's changed a lot. I haven't been back to LA since after the pandemic. It was okay. before. Mm-hmm. But I I do keep track of my friends are still there. A lot of my friends are still there. I mean, you have people just going nuts. They can walk into a store and just... I mean, they're thieves that they yes. run into the store, just grab and go. There's a there's a, there's a word for this. Um, Is it smash a, and grab or something. Smash and grab, yeah. something like that. Well, I was warned about this because... I knew that the States has high crime rates in certain areas. Yeah, but this is different. Yes. Um, now, if I'm to use the San Francisco example, mm. I always had this impression that San Francisco was this super safe, liberal, modern, educated, affluent city. Mm. Downtown San Francisco felt like Night of the Living Dead. Really? There was no one around. The few people that were walking around were tense, uncomfortable-looking tourists mm-hmm. or people dashing between buildings. And then on every street corner, 
there's nothing wrong with homeless people. Homeless people are homeless people. That's fine. You can deal with that and you, you know, it doesn't bother you. It wasn't the homelessness that bothered us. It was the amount of people that were clearly on drugs, mm-hmm. walking along. They were the same image you zombies. get in zombies. They're rah, 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 like, you know, mm-hmm. with their hands and mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, I know what cocaine and different drugs, LSD and mm-hmm. ice do to people. Mm-hmm. And it seemed that every street corner had one of these random screaming drugged up lunatics. Mm-hmm. And that was right through downtown San Francisco. Well, you know why, right? I think California has become such a woke, woke state. I mean, I read somewhere that it's easier for a homeless person to get drugs than food. Well, I kind of believe it from what I saw. because, And also, somebody was telling me, I don't know if this is true, but someone was telling me that if a thief steals anything less than $1,000... They don't go. Yeah, the police police don't... um, they it, don't basically. touch anything because it's too much. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just too much trouble. So what I realized, I thought that may have very well been true because we went to Target to go mm-hmm. pick something oh, up. Oh, I love Target. <laughs> I'm a Walmart fan. It's but a Target. <laughs> you have to say Target. Target. They, 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 <laughs> you got to say it in the Cypriot accent. Target. Target. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we went to Target. And um, as we're walking in, there was literally a firewall of security guards. Oh, my God. It looked like the front line of a battle. No. So basically, go in. We need to look confident not look shabby not look drugged yeah. and indeed as we walked through they filtered us through we went through the firewall of humor of armed security the only thing that was missing was those police battle shields and clubs <laughs> you know and then once we went in i looked back and there were literally the scene of zombies kind of attacking the security guards trying to get into target oh my god and i thought wow it wasn't one security guard there was about six seven of them it's very sad and i thought this is not sustainable no. Because these shops will start shutting down. They, as I, as it, and you know, they are. I mean, the what was the famous building? The, the Fisherman's Wharf? Uh, oh, Fisherman's not, Wharf, yeah. Yeah, where they've got all the cafes yeah. and restaurants. Mm-hmm. So the first day we went there, there was there was a lot of people, I must admit, because mm-hmm. Matthew Conaghan? Matthew, Matthew Conaghan. Yeah. Uh, McConaughey. Mac, yeah, that guy. <laughs> was doing a book signing. Apparently he's written a kid's book or something. Anyway, he was doing a book signing. So basically anyone that existed was in this building. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, here we go. Life, mm. everything's great. There's mm. a little Filipino fast food, by the way, in there, which is really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the next day when we went there, it was a ghost town. It uh-huh. looked like it was a public holiday. No one was around. Uh-huh. So you needed to literally bring out an A-lister uh-huh. to bring people out in, in I was gonna say Singapore, in San Francisco. <laughs> so yeah, no, but but okay, so you comparing Cyprus to the US in general, mm-hmm. what would you say are the pros of Cyprus? I mean, you know, like, convince me that this place is better than the US. Look, I used to complain to my husband, and my husband used to complain as a Cypriot and everything. But before uh, before he passed away, I remember he told me, um, you know, we're complaining a lot, but Cyprus is actually a very nice place to be. And to be perfectly honest, it's I, I think I think we're we're really in a good place. We're very lucky to be here. Okay, we have the. Okay, everybody talks about corruption in government, which everybody, you know, they have all over the world, and or maybe people in the groceries, the the, the shopkeepers, whatever. I mean, not not just that. I mean, or maybe the rudeness of people, or but it happens everywhere. I mean, would you say rudeness or just bluntness? Or bluntness, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, bluntness, a bit blunt. Um, it, we're like a small microcosm here. That's mm-hmm. why I think everything is noticed right away. Yeah. Um, between racism or or even health, cancer. You know, I, I started hearing about people getting cancer. We're like, oh my God, why is everybody getting cancer? But it's it's we're a small microcosm here. And it, we, are, we are a mix now of many different races here. Yeah. So it's, it's like a fishbowl. But all in all, I think... Cyprus is such a nice place to be. You go up to the villages, not even in the villages, you see people who are very kind, very nice. It's like the way the old days used to be. I yeah. mean, they'll stop, they'll help you. The, the, like maybe an old man will pass by and help you, and then they'll make their comments, of course, but yeah, it's yeah. funny. And then, they'll... then the next thing you know, you're sitting there having coffee with them in the cafe near and having yeah. lovely comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, this integration of everybody yeah, is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Right? No, it, it's amazing. I went one time to this, there was a social club off of, um, off of the other side of Stasikrato Street and I remember I parked my car perfectly well I don't know how I did it but I parked it and it was like a bunch of older men there I mean older guys and they were they just looked at me and they gave me a thumbs up you know I mean oh because of the way you parked yeah yeah I mean it's just such a I don't want to say it's a village it's it's not a village it's per se it's like a small community that if we keep it I'd love for it to stay this way I think it's changed a lot since the 90s when I first came here um, 
But there are a lot of good things and bad things as well. But yeah. it's such a special society that I wish it would stay. It's an interesting case example, Cyprus, because you're, you're right. You're looking at this small island mm -hmm. with a relatively small population mm -hmm. compared to other countries mm -hmm. around us. I mean, the per capita and the per square meters and whatever, we're quite underpopulated considering. Yeah. I mean, like, just to use the, the statistics of the Republic of Cyprus, mm -hmm. In the government-controlled areas, it's only 880,000. I thought it was a million now. No, that's it's over a million if you include the entire island. Ah, okay. Yeah. But having said that, we had, I think it's three and a half million tourists. Mm -hmm. So the bodies on the ground mm -hmm. may be high at times, mm -hmm. especially in certain areas like Limassol, Ayala mm -hmm. or whatever. But in places like Nicosia, where we have the privilege to live, it does feel like it's our town mm -hmm. belongs yes. to us. Yes. Anyone that comes in that's not from here stands out. Uh -huh. um, we are very interconnected, integrated. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone's business. Yeah. It, can, it can be seen, at least to a newcomer, that everyone's in everyone's business. Yes, gossiping, yes. Whatever. At the same time, though, it's nice knowing that everyone's got each other's back. You, you have to look at the positive side, I think. Yeah. I mean, there are bad sides and good sides to everything. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I used to think, yeah, yeah, you know, everybody's like, they're telling me, you know, they're watching or they're giving their two cents. But in the end, yes, they're giving their two cents to help you. You, you have to look at the positive side yeah. of things, I like, think. I don't, I don't often see malicious possible, malicious yeah. attacks. It's, it's very much almost time-filling conversation, yeah. yes. and especially with the older generation sitting in the cafes. And no, and, and, I, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'll tell you one thing. Um, my husband passed away in 2012, okay? Mm -hmm. It's been 11 years ago. And I came here with him. And a lot of people, every time I run into them, they're like, oh, my God, why are you still in Cyprus? Oh, my God, why are you still in Cyprus? Um, you know what? It was a blessing for me to be in Cyprus. I say, why shouldn't you be, right? What? I'm why sorry? shouldn't you be? Why shouldn't I be? Yeah. And my daughter is Cypriot, but mm. it was such a blessing because when my husband passed, it was a cocoon. Everybody mm. came around me. People I hadn't talked to in a while, I mean, they were there. Yeah. I had people going shopping for me to get me stuff. It was a cocoon. How oh. can you do that in LA? For Not somebody LA, to drive yeah. 20 minutes in traffic, which will take an hour, mm -hmm. and you can't do it. I mean, there's no way, but... People were just so kind. So you felt you had that support network. Yeah, that, um, yeah. The, 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 the tent, this is what you call it, the trampoline to break your fall, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Okay. I mean, no, it was just like a cocoon. And everybody, I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton's book about it takes a village to raise a kid. You know, no, I remember many, many. You didn't Hillary know Clinton that? Hillary Clinton wrote that. Huh? She didn't coin the phrase, did she? I thought Clinton wrote that, Hillary. But she didn't coin the actual phrase. No, oh, she didn't okay. coin the actual phrase. <laughs> but it say, takes. Wow. She, told, she titled her book "It Takes a Village to Raise Kids." But yeah. you know, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for me being in Cyprus at that time, mm -hmm. I think my daughter would have been in a worse. How old was she at the time? She was two and a half. Oh wow! And I had a Filipina lady helping me who was just amazing. My my family. She was like my sister. She helped yeah. me with her, Beautiful. and everybody else, all the Cypriots, all the friends, all the family, they just surrounded me and helped me heal. So it was really, really great. Do you still feel that support? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, okay, people have gone their own ways now. They know that I'm good to go. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, from the moment I met you, I've always known you to be a very dynamic, outgoing, You're sweet. Solid, I'll pay you. Solid. I'll give you the money later. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love how you operate. I, I love your vibe. I mean, when you walk into a room, I feel energized and You're I love sweet. that. I, I mean, I'm not saying it to be nice. Checks no, in the mail. You know, nobody can see the money being passed on the <laughs> table right now. You know, the fagelo. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, no, but um, I, I, I think your story is fascinating and um, I love how you've embraced Cyprus and more separate than most people I know. In the end, yes. Yeah, yeah. I still can't speak flu fluently for some reason. And, yeah. you know, people do say I'm stupid for not, they say Palavi. You never spoke. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, but everybody speaks to me. I mean. And is it, you speak Tagalog? No, I, no. I never did. I went. Years in no, Philippines. because I went to the American school in the Philippines uh, and my, la my first language was always English because my dad's American. Sure. So. Okay. So, but no, I, I did understand, I do understand Cebuano, which is similar to Spanish and it's a dialect. Okay. Yeah. One of the things the Philippines has, they have 98 different dialects. How dare they? Yes. Just to make things We're confusing. We're a little <laughs> <laughs> So what, what, what is the lingua franca on the, in Philippines? Is it English or is it Tagalog? What would be it's the Tagalog. Tagalog. Uh, that's the national language. But 
everybody speaks English. It's like here. Yeah. You know, yeah. you try to speak Greek to somebody at the supermarket to practice your Greek, and they're like, <laughs> no. you know what? You know what? Just tell me in English. Stop wasting I'm my time. Don't waste my time. <laughs> just tell me in English. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I mean, like, you, you know that my Greek is pretty good. And to this day, oh. one word will be slightly accented wrong or whatever, and they will flick it to English. <laughs> and I, I, I'll tell you the story. I was in the supermarket the other day, and this woman flicked it to English on me. So I started talking to, I started talking English to her, uh. but with the very strong Cypriot accent, <laughs> and it blew her mind. <laughs> I don't think she could quite work out who I was, where I was uh, from. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy it because like, I visually look Cypriot. Yeah. I obviously speak well enough to be Cypriot, but there's something there wrong. Yeah, there's something different. <laughs> something wrong. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and I just love watching people try and work it out because yeah. they're like, okay, he's not speaking with a British accent, so he's not a Charlie, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And there's not that many Australian Cypriots here. Like, yeah. I mean, we're not yeah. a huge population. So it, I, I, I enjoy it. I mm. enjoy it. And I, I sometimes even have fun with it. Like, when they say, where, where are you from? And I'll say something like, you know, Sudanistan or <laughs> Arabistan <laughs> or um, Greekville. And they'll be yeah. staring at you. <laughs> it's like me. They can't exactly tell because I'm literally half Filipino, half American. Yeah. My dad was very tall. Mm-hmm. So they in the first time I came actually when I came to Cyprus even when I used to live in the states we're like well what is she she looks part Asian but she's really tall so she can't be she's Filipino. too tall we got to cut out the whole Southeast Asian option. yeah we got to cut that out but then in the end they're like oh she's Asian maybe she's uh, South American I've been called Venezuelan yes. I'm very proud because not they don't I'm, I'm very international in that sense sorry whenever you hear Venezuela you got to think Miss Venezuela like Venezuela. I mean yes, it, it, because it they always the, win it goes, yeah. the, it goes with the title always. it goes with the territory <laughs> oh you could be Latin American now I that could, you said it I yeah. could yeah, yeah, yeah well you know that the indigenous people of the Americas came out of Asia so it, I always I found this fascinating. Last year when we were in Arizona, in Phoenix, mind you, we went oh. to your old town. Yeah, yeah. It was 47, 48 oh, degrees yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we, we met some um, in, um, indigenous Americans mm-hmm. in, um, their res- in a reserve. I don't know if the reserve is the right word. We're a Native American. Native American, yeah. Call them Indian. Say it, say no, it. No, I'm not going to call them Indian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not John Wayne. <laughs> Everybody no, we... just has to relax, you know. Yeah. I mean, we cannot be so woke anymore. I mean, I'm getting tired of the wokeness, but go ahead. I mean, you get to the point where you're so awake that um, caffeine doesn't do it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, I found it fascinating because we were speaking to this one fellow in Chile, which was a Native American yeah. um, village. Uh-huh. And uh, he had mentioned that um, somehow he got onto the topic of where their ancestry is from. And he goes, haven't you noticed that we all look Asian? And I went, huh, never thought of that. And he goes, because we came out when the land masses right up through the Russian peninsula over Alaska oh. and into North America. So he goes, our DNA roots are Asian. Japan. And Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. did you notice that some, I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. did you notice that some of the Japanese, oh uh, no, the, Chileans, I think, is it Chile maybe? They, they have Japanese last names. Yes, yes. yes. And, and, mm-hmm. and the, well, side note, there's a huge modern day Japanese diaspora in Brazil. Oh, that's why. The, the, biggest, the, the biggest Japanese diaspora is in Sao Paulo. Oh, wow. And it's It's huge. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Bra- it's Isn't Brazil. Isn't it interesting? It's huge, Isn't yeah. it interesting? You never think yeah. of Japanese being diaspora in communities. No, no, you know no. I mean? Not at all. Not at all. Um, but no, it's a, and, and, and a big shout out to Anusha and Anderson, actually, if you're listening, because um, Anderson is actually a Japanese Brazilian. Uh-huh. They live in Seattle. Great guys. Um, I met his family in Athens a few years ago. Oh, so wow. imagine this visually Japanese family, yeah. totally Brazilian, heart and soul Brazilians uh-huh. in in um, Athens, so uh-huh. the Greeks are looking at them, trying to understand oh, what they were. It's gonna throw them. <laughs> yeah, up. yeah, they're talking. They're talking Portuguese. Yeah. And they're they're, oh. they're, they're, they're totally <laughs> Bra- and they're very Brazilian, you know. And um, Anusha is actually from Iran originally. Oh so. my god, that's just. I mean, I love it. I love that. I love it's the world so we live mixed. in. They're, yeah. They're, I, I, I just I never understand racism. I think this stuff is fascinating. It's fascinating for me too. I mean, really? my daughter, quarter Greek, Greek, because her father was half Greek, half Cypriot. Oh, the right. mother was Greek and right. po- possibly Austrian. So right. quarter Greek, quarter American, quarter Filipino, and quarter what is she? Cypriot. Wow. So she's a mutt. But hang on, the American. What's the ancestry there? Is it Anglo-Saxon? Anglo-Saxon, Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. yeah. British, yeah. German, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're all from somewhere, right? Yeah. So even the indigenous people come from somewhere. Yeah, I think yeah. of, well, we all come out of um, is it Ethiopia or somewhere in, Af- in Africa? Somewhere. I did the 23andMe test, ah. and, and it was interesting, but I, I don't know exactly... 
probably it, it, there's two different haplogroups that they yeah, talk right. about, but I'm not into that. I just look at and see, you know, what how much. Uh, see, I'm worried. I'm worried that I I I don't want to. I want to do it, but I'm worried I'm going to be disappointed. They're just going to say Why? something. Well, because if they just turn around and go, yeah, you you know, you're part Venetian, part Greek, <laughs> part Turkish, it'll be like, oh, boring. I wanted to come up with like, you know. Oh, did you know that you have a great grandfather in Sri Lankan or somebody uh, from Cameroon or something like that? You know, my partner now, he did. The, I made him do the 23andMe test. Yeah. And uh, he made him up, do it. I made him do made it because us, I said it's, so interesting. it's so interesting. So I told you, you guys, it. she's dynamic. Dynamic. Yes, yeah. I made him do it. He was concerned about DNA being tapped into. But I said, oh, oh God, you know, the conspiracy theory here. Okay, do it. And he did it. And he was a lot Italian. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah because there's a lot of, yeah. It actually surprised me because um, I've seen a lot of Cypriots who've done the test, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they come out as a, a lot of Italian DNA, mm-hmm. which kind of rewrites the books in a way. Because yes, we had the Venetian Empire yes, here, but yes. they weren't here for that long, and I didn't think they brought over that many troops or Janissary or whatever you want to call them. Uh-huh. So obviously, their DNA well and truly got embedded in the population. Oh yeah. Now they were either stupidly busy, or there was a lot more of them that we thought. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nobody talks about it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> again, again, it's an island of um, a million secrets where nothing is a secret. Nobody says anything. They just don't say. No, you know? but everyone knows it. I'm everyone, sorry? Everyone, everyone, no one talks, but everyone talks. Yes, yes. So I'll give you an example. My poor cousin, I love you, Katerina, if you're listening. <laughs> Katerina was in Cyprus a few years ago, and we're out having um, drinks, and... Um, I grew up knowing that my auntie, her mother, you know, was once married, had a divorce, all well and good, then got remarried and then had my cousins. And so I mentioned something about her mother's ex. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me. Now, she's like in her 20s at this stage. Right. She looks at me and she goes, what do you mean my mother's ex? And I go, your mother, you know, her ex, mm-hmm. such and such. She's like, she was married once before. <laughs> 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 and I thought, we, me and my cousin and my wife looked at her and just went, the whole world knows is we were at the wedding. <laughs> like, you should have, did we just reveal like you're adopted? <laughs> you know, something like that. But my daughter's the same yeah. way. She said to me, one time she was asking about her grandmother and I, she was like, you know, our first husband. She was like, what do you mean? Well, your grandmother was married first with my brother's father. Really? And who was her second husband? Was it your dad? Yeah, it was my dad. And then she had a third husband. I'm like, my mother went full international. It went Filipino, American, Scottish, you know. And my daughter's like, so, but it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Because she sees, okay, there's no sense of, there, there's no sense of hopelessness. You can always restart your life. That's one lesson. Yes, yes, and secondly, yes, yes. be international, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. So tell me, tell me to bring it back a little bit serious now. <laughs> okay. You're we'll working try. at you're working at Kathimerini English, yes, correct? Yes. Now your position there? So yes, I'm the chief editor for K News, the English version English platform of Kathimerini. Right. Is it in print or is it only online? Only online. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that for? About two years now. Well, time flies. Yeah. Time two flies. Years. Almost o- over two years now actually. Yeah, and you're you're over in that really new fancy building in um Englomi yes. Magavunidis area, right? Yeah. Came for the yes, tour. I came and visited the very place. Nice place. Very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, officers. I think they did a great job. Yeah, no, is is it what is it, the Engomi or is it it's Engomi, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really good officers. The people seemed really um oh, lovely. lovely in there. It's yeah. more of a newsroom, it's lovely. We have must the underneath mm-hmm. and we have the radio stations downstairs i mean spp media has just really gone all out for that it looks really good i think um ever since the cypress weekly vanished mm. and ever since cypress mail changed hands i think there is a need in cypress for more english sourced news you think so i think there is because yeah. i mean look you're looking at first of all a quarter of the official population are not Greek Cypriots. Mm-hmm. Okay, so by default they're English speakers or mm-hmm. other. Okay, and English again is that common language between everyone. Then you have you know over three hundred thousand Turkish Cypriots mm-hmm. who may be interested in reading the news from the Republic. Yeah. So again, English mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Then you're looking at all the repatriated Cypriots from Australia, the UK, Canada, yeah. America, South Africa, you name mm-hmm. it. People like myself who mm-hmm. prefer to read in English. We can read Greek, sure, but yeah. English is our our go-to. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, so you're already got you're already looking at about 50 percent of the population at a minimum preferring English, mm-hmm. and then the other fifty percent pretty much bloody good at English so you know and to be fair the Greek press uh, it depends on what you read Mm -hmm. can be quite skewed can be quite 
One side. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to use offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's bias. use the word bias. It happens. Like yeah. Fox News. No, I mean, <laughs> I've heard of Fox News. No, I love them. I mean, look, all the more power to them. They're good. I yeah. mean, you know, they're they were good, but okay, they were a little more right leaning, but okay. Well, know? look, I, I have to say that as much as I um I was not a fan of Fox. <laughs> I know my mother was a big fan of Fox, <laughs> but um I'm also a little bit hesitant lately with some of the other sources like you know CNN or whatever. Well, I, I, it's so bleedingly obvious the agendas of each media group. Yeah, and, yeah, and I kind of. I yearn for neutral, unbiased. Yes. Uh, look, you, you can't say unbiased because you do want your investigative journalists to deliver opinions. Investigative and, journalists. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're reporting the news, you cannot be biased. You got to be unbiased. You have to be fair and balanced, which is what Fox used to. I mean, they wanted to do that. I yeah. haven't been there in a long time. No. But to be fair, they do get people from other yeah, it, it, ideologies. It, it, I still find, though, like, and I, I'm guilty of this as well with the way I work where to deliver your opinion or your agenda, you will bring in the opposing voice, but in a controlled manner. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now let's go over and hear the opposite view. Mm -hmm. And it'll be either muted or very weak or tackling an issue that is indeed, okay, well, we'll give you that one. We'll give you that win. Mm -hmm. But that actually just cements everything else we've said. You know, so mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. and I think only all media groups do that. And you can see it here in Cyprus. I mean, mm -hmm. with, with my past employment and currently what I do as a political analyst, mm -hmm. I read most of the main newspapers. Mm -hmm. um, and I find it hilarious reading the exact same story from, let's just use an example, Bolidis versus Simerini mm -hmm. or Philelectros versus um, Alicia or something yeah. like that. The, the, the differences of the same story mm -hmm. spoken at a different angle, mm -hmm. um, you've got to read all of them to kind of get the truth or somewhat what should be the truth. On the other hand, what I do find is I'll go to a press conference or I'll be at an event mm -hmm. and then afterwards I'll read the reporting of it mm -hmm. And that's when I can tell you who are the journalists that are legitimate, who mm -hmm. was actually listening, mm -hmm. who was actually there. Mm -hmm. Often I'm gobsmacked at the sheer lies that are said. Really? Like I'll, I'll go to a press conference where the speaker will say, today the sky is blue and the sun was out. And the media would say, he told us it was raining and dark. Yeah. And you'd be like, how could I possibly have been in the same room as you? Yes, yes. You know? It does happen. It yeah. does happen. And, and, and I've, <laughs> I've noticed that a lot here. But yeah. But I'm not, Cathy Merini I find interesting because I do find it to be a bit more balanced. I'll be fair. Yeah. Um, looking for sponsors if anyone's listening. Yes, yes, yes definitely. <laughs> no, look, yeah. you know what? The readership is different on Cathy Merini Cyprus and the K News, let's say. It's, sure, it's sure. not so. It overlaps maybe a little bit. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I've translated a lot of our writers. I'm mm -hmm. Manage, you know, I, I and I kind of get the gist of it, the the sarcasm, the tone, and it's a very nice way. I actually have fun translating some of our um, our writers and stuff. I mean, we have a great writer with Marina. She's very good. On um, Asagoro, who mm -hmm. I don't even know who it is. But these things are like, we have really good writers. And I yeah. try to put some of those in, into K News. Yes. Otherwise, I do try to put a lot of more international news in there. Yeah. Uh, because it will cater to more of the international audience, I yeah. think. It, it, some local, too. They like a lot. Of, I mean, you know, my most popular stories, the weather stories. They weather love it. Sto yes. Isn't that interesting? But we write it in a very whimsical way. We make fun. We make we 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 have a little bit of fun, you know. Like showers are going to rain today. And, so is, you know, it, is it is it people like you that keep warning us about these, you know, cataclysmic? Yeah, weather but it doesn't do. It, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but you know what we find with our our readers now is that they they enjoy, you know, because weather's not accurate. I mean, especially in Cyprus, for some reason, it'll say it's it's raining, but it'll rain up in the mountains. It yeah. won't rain in Nicosia or yeah, rain yeah. in Engomi. And it's not raining where I it live. It blows my mind how such Isn't a small it town, it can be bucking in Engomi yes. and dries a bone in Paluriotis. I know. <laughs> so so people in, in Paluriotis are maybe saying, oh, so God. For anyone listening overseas, the size of Nicosia is basically a suburb in Melbourne yes. or a neighborhood in <laughs> London. You know, like it's tiny. And it's and like it's like one cloud <laughs> over Engomi. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what why? Heck? You know why, right? The conspiracy. 
conspiracies theories. Is the about cl- why the, the, the cloud seeding and the um, the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. chemtrails. So, so the plane must have just thrown all the clouds right there, yeah, uh, yeah, all yeah. the seeds right there. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's the it's the Cypress Bermuda Triangle. Have you yeah. heard about this phenomenon? No. So the villages of Shamos, Philodip, Sevda. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. a it's a triangle. Yeah. Which, as a fact, scientifically, it's proven that it's uh, the weathermen can prove it. The weather the weather proves the bureau the bureau. It's a triangle of constant rain and consistent rain. And that's why it's so green. Yeah. And and it's like, it, there's no real mountains there. Basically, it seems to funnel between the Sea of Lanaka, the mountains of Drodos, and the plains of the Masawariya. Really? And it causes this triangulated weather effect where it always rains. Let's let's put let's put it on Shah. It always rains on Shah. Uh-huh. And I must admit, every time I visit Shah, I've got some friends there, it rains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so yeah. I had some trying to convince me that it was the British. It was a British agenda <laughs> <laughs> to, to funnel all the rain and like you know destroy the air. I'm like, you do me. You do realize that rain means life. So if yeah. anything, you should be thankful. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's so funny. But I found it so fascinating how like you know how, uh, look, people are bored. I guess <laughs> they come yeah. up with theories. But okay, so look, I, like I, I repeat what I said before that oh. there is a need. I'm, I'm, I strongly believe this there is a need for mm. more good English press English language press in Cyprus and K News does a great job of it well thank you um, thank you we're trying and yeah. we did increase our readership quite a bit which is I'm happy I'm happy yeah. people are enjoying the the platform mm-hmm. we really try our best between Kathy Medini I mean because we we're we're obviously under Kathy Medini yeah. of course yeah. we tr- we translate their writers it's their writers except for when we do the international news we try to get them from Everywhere that we can find, so people are informed. How many writers, how many English staff do you have? Like, I mean, uh, what in general, no, I'll take that back. How many staff does Kathy Medini have in general? Or is uh, it ebbs and flows? And Well, um, we, no, no, we have our managing editor for Kathy Medini as well. And uh, we have about, I don't know, maybe, maybe five or six people that are there in the newsroom yeah and then we have other writers maybe and we have uh santulis that's abroad mm-hmm. kakuris and then you mm-hmm. know we have all these people contributing as well um i would say maybe maybe 10 or 10 15 no 10 maybe 10 it's not bad for an island no 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 it's, it's a wonderful newsroom as well we're there yeah. it's buzzing it's very very nice no i remember when i came to visit a while ago and uh, mm-hmm. i was impressed at how many people there were all seemed to be you know at it and on the ball and a few of the, the characters that i knew i was quite pleased to see yeah. them there i thought yeah. okay this is good there's some there's some good cookies here yes so, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes yes no okay okay um so before K News, mm-hmm. well, you were. I, I, I'm not going to say. You have to say. What you? One of oh, your... <laughs> the consulate. Yes, yes. yes. I was the consul for the Philippines for yeah. 13 years. 13. That's a good innings. Oof, that long is a time. good innings. That must have been fun. It was fun. I mean, yeah. the only reason I took it in 2006 was because I came to Cyprus. I had nothing to do. I didn't speak Greek. So uh, the people here approached. Uh, I knew the the chief of protocol who approached me, the ambassador in Greece who approached me, and people in the Philippines as well approached me because it has to be approved by everybody. Yeah, yeah. And they asked, and at that time, um, Mrs. Chausis was resigning, mm-hmm. and so I took over, mm-hmm. and it was great. I loved it because it's it gives me sort of a, a sense of purpose. It's giving back to the community. What do you think's changed since the day you started? to the day you finish, and then to today, what do you think's changed in the Filipino community? What are the numbers like? What are the society like? Because, I mean, sorry, oh. I'm going to start answering your question before no, 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 you answer fine, it. Fine, fine. What's impressed me with the Filipino community mm-hmm. here, apart from every single Filipino that I meet, mm-hmm. seems to be the loveliest person on earth. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like the DNA of a Filipino is to be smiley and friendly and helpful. It blows my mind. Uh-huh. No, I don't know. We just... um getting only one element of people from the Philippines. Aren't there any bad guys over there? Like, ah, yeah, okay. Of it's course there is, of course yeah, there is. Yeah. But um, it just impresses me, their civil society mm. power. Mm. Like, I, I just cannot get in... It blows my mind that you have a group of workers, migrants, mm. some are like permanently settled, others just... You know, coming through mm-hmm. that are help, you know, doing beach cleanups mm-hmm. that, are, that are that are like you know helping animals or do collecting food for the poor. I find this so fascinating because 
this is a community, let's be honest, that yeah. the majority aren't that affluent, no, are not that not. independent, no. are not settled permanently. Right. So it really impresses me how active they are. Well, they want to be integrated in the community yeah. because that's the way they're living. It, while they're here working, they yeah. might as well integrate and be happy. Yeah. This is the thing about the Filipinos. They yeah. always want to be happy. If you go yeah. to the Philippines, they're singing. They love to sing. They're very good, loud. Very loud. They I love, love to copy. Loud I mean, they love, love to copy. the, And they can do it so well. Like yeah. I heard a guy singing uh, Horse With No Name. Uh, what is that? Oh, uh, yeah. That song. And I remember he was the best. But oh yeah, anyway, here mm-hmm. in Cyprus, I start when I started. It was twenty thousand Filipinos. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And as as a, most of them domestic workers. Most of them domestic workers. Yeah. Um, they there were some artists mm-hmm. that we stopped. Actually, we stopped those artist visas, which was great. That was one of the achievements of uh, my my term. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, it it sort of started dwindling down because, to be fair, the salaries here are not comparable to ones you can get from the states or mm-hmm. the rest of Europe or in Canada. You know. It, Yeah. It's not. It's very low. We raised the salary. Still, the Filipinos started dwindling. The numbers started dwindling because they were finding opportunities elsewhere, mm-hmm. which is great. But they're good community. They, you know, think about it, though. There's a generation of kids that were raised by Filipino household mm-hmm. helpers, you know, nannies, yeah. let's yeah. say. And they're great. The, my daughter was practically raised by her nanny and yeah. it helped a lot look and I think this is a new phenomenon because as even though earlier we we're talking about Cyprus as a village and everyone helps each other and whatever uh-huh. there has been a change uh-huh. where we no longer have two sets of grandparents no. aunties and uncles neighbors that are already available to babysit and raise kids uh-huh. everyone now is working everyone's yes. busy yes so it's kind of replaced that vacuum yes And um, if I'm to use our own personal experience, mm. um, we have Gigi that lives with us. Yeah. Love her to death. She's become part of the family. Yeah. I mean, like, I dread the day that she decides mm-hmm. to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, we get along like a house on fire. Yeah. The kids love her. She's helping to raise our kids. I mean, I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a circus. Yes, I know. And I mean, I see your, yeah. <laughs> I see your posts and I feel sorry for you. I mean, no, but you know what? <laughs> it, it, totally rewarding. I don't regret anything. No, it's <laughs> good. It's good. No, it's a Nice but I mean, like the the value add to our family, uh, they're, they're able to put the glue and keep us yes, all going. Exactly, is invaluable, and yeah. we'll be forever grateful for this. Mm-hmm. So um, that packs a punch, yeah. you know. And I don't think um, a lot of people understand the value of it because a lot of people just hire domestic workers to clean or cook or just be invisible people invisible, in the house. Yeah. yeah. And okay, sure, maybe maybe many of these workers would rather be invisible. Maybe, yeah. I personally probably would as well if I was working somewhere. Yeah. On the other hand, my motto is, no, you're not going to be invisible in my house. I'm mm-hmm. not going to bark orders and you're going to be vanishing. You actually run my house. You yeah. tell me what to do. Well, see, that's yeah. what happens. When yeah. you give them a chance to be part of the family yeah. and you have a good person there who's loyal, okay, yeah. it's it's a crap Crap shoot, you know, like craps, yeah, yeah. not crap, crap, but crap. Yeah, yeah like okay. <laughs> it, my yeah. American expressions. But yeah, so it, it's a crap shoot if you get a good person, right? Yeah. But if you involve them in your family, they're there. I mean, I was raised with a nanny as well, my grandparents mm-hmm. uh, and my my mom, because my mom left and went back, you know, traveled and everything. So I was raised with my nanny. What she taught me was something that I couldn't put a price on. She taught yeah. me how to be respectful. She taught me how to respect other people, to be yeah. kind, to be fair, to this, whatever. Because these are things that as parents now... You don't have time. I, I, it sounds horrible. No, 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 no. By don't the worry. time we finish work, by the time we run all our errands and no. everything, I feel so guilty of Oh, God, yeah. that's another podcast for sure. Because I told a friend of mine, stop feeling guilty. Yeah. I'm probably one of the worst, worst mothers because my daughter comes to me. She's like, Mom. Listen to me. And then I'm I'm doing I'm I'm multitasking. She's like, Mom, you're not listening to me. I said, Yeah, 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 I am. And she's like, Okay, that's it. I can't, I can't. I, and I tell her, you know what? I said, babe, I can't explain everything to you. No, you can't do it. That's it. Whenever we have time, we'll just we'll we'll I'll sit and explain things to you. I'm sorry, life yeah. is so fast right now. And to top it all, I'm kind of alone in a way. Yeah. Aside from my partner being there who's helping me quite a bit as well. Not in raising my kid, because my sure. kid is my kid, but I mean, I have to I have to try to explain things to my daughter, but I don't have the time to do it. So yeah. just take it from me. It's a no or it's a yes, but you know, <laughs> deal no, with no, it. No, no, and indeed, indeed, they do plug those holes because they do spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. That's why they're there. Yeah. You know, so I see my kids picking up some good values from good, her. And good, yeah, good. And I love that. And, mm-hmm. and personally, because I trust her so much and I've seen her work, I, I, she has a blank check from me. 
Yeah. You know, so I'm like, you're third parents. You're one of the lucky ones. And if you keep them as part of the family, they will be so loyal to you that, I mean, I see it. I see it yeah. every day. I see it. And the Filipinos are, they have such a wonderful heart. Yes. Such a wonderful spirit. They always prefer to be happy yeah. rather than be sad. Well, it's such a good way to live, yeah. right? Such I a mean, good way my, to live. my girl was singing in the house. You know, and my daughter picked it up too. I, I love that. Which reminds me, I've actually got to ask her to make adobe pork one day. That's the only thing I know how to make. Oh, okay. And that's the only thing I know from the Philippines. How to Challenge make. accepted. Okay. I'm going to make you make that for me one day. Sure, definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. So coming back to the original question, mm -hmm. um, where do you see the community today? Like it was 20,000 when you started. What, yeah. are, what are they today? I think they were, they were, they went below 10,000 and then they just went over 10,000 again in the last year, maybe. I I, I don't know exactly because I really haven't been involved. Okay. I thought it was more. Okay. Maybe. No. It could maybe. be more. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while I'm not, I'm not sure with the numbers, numbers anymore. But I don't know. They're still strong as ever. I mean, I, I'm not one name names, but um, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're great and I love them. They are. And I'm so glad that you, part I mean, when we met, I yeah. remember you were participating. You came to the Filipino events and yeah, everything yeah. and it was really wonderful for them. Do you remember them. the day that we took... <laughs> So in a, in my previous job, um, we arranged a football uh, training day uh -huh. for women in yeah. general. <laughs> and it was on a Sunday. And um, we initially were targeting Cypriot women. Uh -huh. And it was meant to be Greek and Turkish Cypriots. It was meant to be all these Cypriot women coming to Verinia um, to play football. Yeah. And... <laughs> We ended up with 65 Filipino women oh and I think three British women and two or three Cypriot. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it so much. It was, imagine 65 Filipino women on a bus. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're just laughing, singing, whatever. Oh, it was a riot. We had the time of our lives. Like, yeah, sure. The ball was passed around a little bit. They yeah. did something about football, but the day out was so much fun. It's one of my fondest memories of Cyprus, you know, mm -hmm. to this day. Well, know. you know, they appreciated you there. They really yeah. did. I remember you were at almost all the events because they would invite you and yeah, you would yeah. come and they felt really no I need to make more of an attempt I mean ever since I've had three kids it's been a bit hard and it's with the pandemic and less events oh yeah but, well these yeah. things happen yeah. but um, I'll never also forget the, uh, the it wasn't the it was the Filipino National Day that I, I went to the Zina Palace yes <laughs> I just remember this theater full of screaming Filipino women. <laughs> Trying to get into costume, to yes, dance. so much fun. And, uh, then my, and my daughter at the time just saw all these ladies dressed in ball gowns and they were all princesses. Uh -huh. And of course, they were showering her with attention. Oh, and, yes, yes. And I mean, I've got all these photos of her with all these women in yeah. ball gowns. And Thalia convinced that they're like, you know, it's Princess Stephanie and it's Princess Cinderella. Renner and Cinderella. <laughs> and it's like, so much fun. So That's much great. fun. That's great. So tell me, where do you see? the next five years of your life and Cyprus where do you think you're headed like oh lord you're going to be repeating the next five years or you got any big plans not really I, I do want to I am trying to see, I, I am starting to write a bit more after mm -hmm. you know I'd like to find something where I can pay back again to the community and mm -hmm. you know to to pay it forward really because I went through one of the most interesting things I went through it, it's really my life here Mm -hmm. All the jobs, the positions that I've had, you know, like as a consul, as working, you know, with my husband, being in a foreign country and yep. and then experiencing the grief and the, the community of the Cypriots or the people here in Cyprus and everything. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to be here for sure. I'm not moving anywhere. I love I love Good. Cyprus. Good. I really do. I love it here. I have my great friends. I have you. Ah. No, really. <laughs> and it's, it's just really nice. My partner as well is here and... And my daughter is Cypriot, and I want her to grow up Cypriot. Although I, I kind of tell her too, you're, you're you're you are partially American, and she's like, "Stay away from me. I'm not American." I'm like, "Come on." Well, has she been over to the states? Yeah, many yeah. times. Okay, she'll she'll say she's American for Disneyland, but that's it. Oh, so you know, we went to Universal Studios. I don't know. I was disappointed. Maybe yeah. it's because I didn't have kids with me that day. I went. No, Disneyland. I love, yeah. but but now it's so different. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's so woke. You have to be careful. You know, I can't. No, is, I mean, it's I mean, same... Donald Duck now wears pants, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Except when he comes out of the shower. Yeah. And uh, but no, but even here, it's starting to do. It's starting to happen in the schools and everything. And I just. Pray to God that teachers will still be teachers and they will, you know, take care of the kids and make sure that they're, you know, not being so proper. Why? Be a kid. Enjoy. 
you know, have a good time. There is this... Um, it's I, a little I, too much. The kids these days don't have the childhood that we grew up with. Yeah. They're, they're playing in the street, yes, interacting. Yes. Being almost hit by a car, but then your mother, you know, things like that. I was blessed to live in a cul-de-sac in a court. Good so, for you. <laughs> I mean... It was great because my drive. So basically, we played a lot of cricket in Melbourne, oh, and so the fire hydrant. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't playing. What is it? Rugby or mm. gridiron, whatever you call it there. But no, so we had the fire hydrant opposite my property's driveway. So our driveway would be where the bowler would run down and bowl the ball. Mm-hmm. You'd be standing there with your cricket bat in front of the fire hydrant. The fire hydrant was the wickets. Oh. I mean, our street was made for it. You oh, know, nice. And it was great. So we grew up with the kids next door. Basically, the whole street we knew every. Kid. Isn't it, that great? It was a village. It mm-hmm. was a village. And yeah. I mean, it was one of the reasons why my parents chose to live in suburbia because they wanted to replicate oh, the yeah. village. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, now I think, and it's not just Australia, it's happening everywhere, that we are becoming more isolated, internal, mm-hmm. we're on our computers more. Mm-hmm. On our, I mean, I never forget when Game Boys came out <gasps> and how scandalous it was that kids were now looking at this little machine. I'm like, if only they knew then what was coming. Was it scandalous? I didn't. I mean, uh, it was, it was, there was talk about how really? like, you know, it was causing, not autism, it was causing, um, ADHD. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, because they were playing these like electronic oh, games. Oh, they're saying and... the same thing now with the phones now. Uh, they're saying the same thing. Look, I, I mean, there is truth to it, I guess. Right? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's certainly not biologically normal to be on a screen all day. I get that. Or they might start using more of their brains. I don't know. You never know. God forbid. Can you, you imagine the know. kids being smarter than us? Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> this is going to make them use more of their brain. You know, I don't know. You know, I, my oldest is only eight years old yeah. and it just Already? freaks me. Yeah. I remember when she was born. Yeah, like, but I just cannot believe sometimes how intelligent she is. Oh, like, sure. I mean, I can give her the, I've got no idea how to connect Netflix. I've got no idea how to like to wire in the station. And she gets a remote control and do, 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 do. You see? I'm like, oh wow, you need I an eight year old. I, I don't think it's all bad. I think it No, I think there's a just, lot of positive. Just, yeah, and there's no need to be like on top of them all the time. You got to let them live a little There's bit. There's a phrase in Greek, ban metron aristo, like that, everything in moderation. Everything you know, in moderation, know, yeah. Because, you know, they, and they can't be left behind. They no. can't be like off screen. No. And then they enter the real world and then... No way. Because, I mean, like, I can tell you now that I'm technologically stupid. I blame my I parents am. for that because I was always, like, you know, kept away from computers. And, yeah. You know, funny story. <laughs> Everyone was playing Nintendo and uh-huh. Sega and all these modern PlayStations yeah. or whatever. My dear father surprised us one day with an Atari. Atari, you remember Atari? I knew it. But not just an Atari, the one that was so old that it had wooden paneling. <gasps> oh, yes, the wooden paneling. Do you remember it? Okay, and so, the joystick. Yes, and it was already old back then when he gave it to me. Well, you so, know that we are speaking now and people will know our real age. <laughs> yes, yes, we don't look a day over 25. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was in... Um, uh, in Larnacat Finigudes at the Friday's restaurant mm-hmm. and on the wall they had all these retro uh, collective memorabilia oh my God. and there was my Atari <laughs> <laughs> on the wall and I thought no <laughs> and that's, that's when you realise you're ageing when your yes. toys are on the wall oh for sure for sure <laughs> but no look I, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me and um, giving me your time I know how busy you are no sweetie it was very um, nice and I do want you to come back another time and we'll oh, get into some nice. more deeper topics today, which is a bit of a fun chat. Yes. Um, but look, I do encourage you all to listen to uh, to, to read K News. Um, it's you connect through Facebook, you go to the website, I, and give us your opinion. Give us our opinions on stories. We're yeah. happy to hear. Message us on the on look. The platform. I can speak from exa- I can speak from experience, but um, you guys are very willing to hear from people and um, publish works. So, Always. And Shemaine uh, is a hard editor. She doesn't. Uh, you know, oh. she she doesn't pull. I don't short. mince words. No, and I love it. I love it because that's yeah. <laughs> you're as blunt as the Cypriots are blunt. <laughs> but thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you for today. having me. Thank and you. And we'll see you soon. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. I want to thank the CVAR Center of Visual Arts and Research Cervetis Foundation for allowing me to use the Gladiators Room for recording. Thank you for your sponsorship, especially to Dr. Rita Severis for her time and efforts for this. And also want to thank Limoncello, one of the best dining options in Nicosia. Thank you so much, Andrea and Stella. The first trilingual podcast station of Cyprus, Island Talks, open, diverse, free.